Hello and welcome to Overtime Hockey Talk. My name is Mark Paul. My co-host, Justin Baker, via satellite. Welcome in none other than our resident goaltender, Justin Baker. Oh, well, thanks for having me on the show there, Mark. Pleasure to be here. <laughs> for having me on the show. Oh, well, you are a part of the show. You are the other half of the show, or the better half. I don't know. I don't know what... what... Better looking half. That's true. And that's that's fair. <laughs> uh, so we are going to talk about the Philadelphia Flyers, the LA Kings, and the San Jose Sharks off-season game plan. Uh, along with that, of course, uh, uh, it has been about a week since we recorded, and uh, the Washington Capitals won the Stanley Cup while we were in our slight hiatus. So... Uh, I guess congratulations to the Washington Capitals. You won the Stanley Cup. It's a, it's about freaking time. And <laughs> this is all I have to say. Nicholas Backstrom said something like, "Oh, you know, we we went into this a certain mode. I don't even, I don't remember exactly what he said, but oh, we we just played like this." And it was like, oh, "Too bad you didn't figure that out ten years ago. You might have won the cup four times." Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good good on Ovi, though, finally getting that cup because, you know, that whole I, – I think it's stupid, but you look at guys like uh, Marcel Dion, guys who haven't won the cup, Henry Lundqvist, you know, like what's their legacy? And for Ovi, you know, of course now this is a big weight lifted off his shoulder. And, and more to the point, I honestly think this is probably their last chance to do it because they're going to lose John Carlson after the season. Grubauer's gone. Who knows how Holtby's going to perform again next season. Um yeah, I think he'll be fine, but, um, you know, hey, um, you know, Carl Alsner, I mean, not Carl Alsner, but uh, Brooke Orpik, you know, are you going to oh, get the same man. type of season out of him? Right, <laughs> so, right. I, I mean, and you know. John Carlson did come out today and say that he wants to stay in Washington, but there's more to it than that. That's a direct yeah. quote. So, No, of course. Uh, we'll, no, they're not going to give him $8 million anyway, so, he, I mean, he'll be gone. Yeah, and and it's unfortunate that they won this late in their I guess they're they're the, the the place where they had the opportunity to win in their window, but uh, I mean I, I'm I'm glad that they won. Uh, I'll be honest, Ovi raising the cup it gave me a little give me a, got me a little choked up. Yeah, I, was, I got some uh, goosebumps. I, I was sure. I was very happy for him, and uh, he has definitely partied harder than the last oh four or five cup champions combined. <laughs> They have been doing some very funny things in downtown Washington, and uh, he's just been spectacular. Swimming in the, doing the breaststroke in the big fountain was my favorite. I think. Interesting. With, with the cup, pretty fantastic yeah. stuff. Uh, but uh, uh, so the Capitals win, and the, and that's that's great for the for Washington fans and for Ovechkin. Uh, but there are thirty other teams, meaning there's about oh. You know, ninety-five percent of the rest of us who just want to get on with it. Let's get to the draft and let's let's move on because we want another shot at this thing. Uh, unfortunately, we're going to have to wait four months, three months. I I, I don't even want to I don't even want to think Ugh. about that that part. But uh, it's okay. Overtime hockey talk will be here with you all summer long uh, as we do some fun things over the summer. We're not just going to you know talk about the most recent news. We had a blast last summer, you know, rating top different positions throughout the history of the league and current. And so we'll do some some uh, enjoyable things like that throughout the summer as we go. But uh, as we head into the draft, we continue our series doing our offseason game plans. So let's dive right into the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, the Flyers have two first round draft picks this season. Uh, they have the St. Louis Blues as well as their own. You'll remember 
the trade for Yuri Laterra, Braden Shen, and uh, there was a, a few picks transferred in that deal. So uh, that is where that pick comes from. So they have the 14th and the 19th overall pick, and then no third round pick. They have Phoenix's fifth round pick and Montreal's seventh, along with all the rest of their own. Uh, as far as free agents, Matt Reed and Valtteri Filpola are UFAs, along with Brandon Manning and Johnny Oduya. You've got RFAs. Peter Morazic, which is an interesting situation because if they decide to sign him, uh, it'll cost them an extra third-round pick next year, along with the third-round pick that they gave up from this year. And then Taylor Lauer and Robert Haig are also RFAs. So nothing too significant in terms of signing guys this year. Next year, though, you've got Provorov as an RFA, Konechny is an RFA, Lawton's an RFA, Wheel, Raffle, Simmons, and Laterra, all UFAs, along with Brian Elliott and Michael Neuverth. So this team has a lot of moving parts. Uh, and so as they head into the offseason, Justin, I'm going to ask you first, uh, where does this team go after missing the playoffs two years ago? And uh, actually making the playoffs so this year, losing in the first round to the Penguins. Where where are they where are they going? Well, um, to me, I think finding some help at their third line is going to be their best option, uh, their smartest move. Um, and then, of course, maybe bringing in a nice veteran defenseman as well to to plug in at that five six spot. Um, you know, you see Valtteri Fippla; he's going to be gone. I don't think Philly's going to re-sign him. Um, even though I still think he has a little bit left in the tank, I don't think he's the answer for them right now. I think they could use somebody, um, maybe maybe a Riley Nash, somebody to come in there on that third-line center who can provide some second-line minutes if needed. Uh, they need a, a guy who has that flexibility to move up and down the lineup a little bit. I think that would, that would do them a lot of good. Yeah, uh, I, I definitely think in terms of what they have coming is really the more uh, more of the focus. I don't think that we can look at this season and go, okay, how can we take the core of this particular team and continue to build around them? Because, I mean, in reality, Claude Giroux moved to the wing, is 30 years old, and and had he had another he had a great season with Couturier mm-hmm. up the middle, but how, how, how long is that going to last? Uh, Voracek's... Voracek is still, I mean, he's only 28, so that's great. Couturier is 25. Uh, I would, I'm would. i only concerned about Giroux. And, and is this a complete bounce back? Does he have three or four years at this? Probably not. And so to me, I'm looking, okay, where's my, you know, my, my Travis, Travis Konechny and my Nolan Patrick? You've got Morgan Frost, who's 19. They, they took him in the first round last year. Uh, and then on defense, of course, you've still got Travis Sanheim. And so, some of these different guys who you're hoping to come up through your system still, uh, not to mention probably maybe the biggest name that they have in their minor league system, and that's Carter Hart. He's not in their yeah. mind, but yeah, uh, at goaltender. And so, I mean, he's the guy that they want to take over. And so, uh, yeah, I think they're at a very interesting position where they have some older guys and then a whole slew of younger players. And so, obviously, they're going to have to decide – Starting on July first, they can decide: do we, you know, or do we want to keep a Wayne Simmons, or are we going to trade him, or a Michael Raffle, or a Jordan Wheel? I mean, Wheel's only twenty six, so he'll be a, a very young free agent. Uh, not that he's a a significant 
impact player, but I you know I mean he had uh, 21 points last year in 69 games, so a good depth player for them. Uh, yeah, I I think this is a team that may take a step back before they take another step forward. To me, I I don't know if this is in the Eastern Conference if this is still a playoff team next season with what they have. I mean, who knows what's going to be going on in goal for them. That was uh, a very unstable position for them at times just because of all the injuries that were going on. And then, I mean, you have to assume Nolan Patrick's going to get better. uh, But a lot of these players on this team had either bounce back years, a huge bounce back years, or career years. And so how many of those are going to readjust themselves to where this team, you know, you're going to have, I mean, it looks like the Islanders will be better if John Tavares comes back. I, I think whether or not John Tavares comes back, they're going to be just as competitive, I think, uh, with Lou Lamorello coming in there. And he'll, he'll change some things up because we know if they have goaltending, that team is world, a world of difference, even without Tavares. I mean, with, with Tavares, they're a much better team. But, I mean, they're going to be a little more competitive uh, I think in terms of wins and losses with a better goalie. And so you look at that division, Pittsburgh's not getting any worse. They're shoot, they're trying to sign Tavares. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, the the teams around them are also, I mean, we got to remember they're also getting better and the Flyers they're, they're in a I feel like a weird spot where Nolan Patrick may still be another year or two away from really becoming the type of player that the Flyers need him to be, uh, just just based on how he played this year and uh, the type of player that he is, maybe maybe a more two way type of forward. Uh, sometimes takes those guys another. I mean, he's NHL ready certainly, but to really become that first line top six player who's at least you know scoring 50, 60 points a year, it's going to be I think another a year or two before he's uh, at that point. Yeah, I think uh, to me the biggest question is obviously going to be is Nolan Patrick going to take that next step because if he doesn't, I think then you really have to look hard at a guy like Wayne Simmons, for example, and say, hey, do we do we move this guy now during the course of the season, get some assets back so we can start building a little bit more or you know, potentially getting some pieces that can assist you know, Nolan Patrick at um, you know, I, I guess you could just say growing up and getting better as time goes on because – you know, on defense, they've got, you know, Provorov and, and the Ghost, and they're going to be fine, and they've got a lot of good pieces there. And, um, you know, I think Carter Hart is probably a year away from coming in in a backup or a starter's role with that at, team. So, at least, though. I mean, at least, absolutely. 20 year old goalies are very rare to find in the NHL. Uh, so, and it's the hardest position to, to judge. Right, exactly. Uh, I think when I look at all the playoff teams, from this last year. Mm-hmm. I think that this team is the most likely to fall back out of the playoffs, especially out of those teams that uh, that missed the playoffs two years ago and made the playoffs this year. To me, I think that they're the most likely to take a step back. Uh, and I don't necessarily think it'll be key players taking a step back. I think that it's just, I don't think Giroux going to have another monster monster season uh i think that maybe he kind of you know do we look at uh two years ago where he had 58 points 
14 goals. And then this year he has 102 points. <laughs> I mean, that's a that's an unbelievable jump. I mean, the last time he had over 100 points was in the Q in 2007. In, uh, in 50, yeah, I mean, that's uh, junior hockey. So, I mean, obviously a career year for Giroux at 30 years old. 34 goals. Uh, really by far the most goals that he's had in the season and his his next most is 28 so i mean just an unbelievable year and i don't think it's it's not he's not going to be able to to replicate that so where do we do we find our Giroux somewhere in the middle between 58 and 102 points i think so i think Giroux is about a 60 like 68 to 75 point guy i think that's generally where you're going to find him which Makes sense. I mean, he had a ninety-three and a and an eighty-six, a forty-eight point season in the in the lockout year. So basically, an eighty-two point season. I think he's a seventy to eighty point guy. Uh, and now, when he comes back down to that, that's thirty points. I mean, that's potentially thirty goals that he's involved in uh, that you're going to have to find somewhere else. I I just I don't think that this team. I think they overachieved this last year. So um, I mean, I don't. I, I would disagree with you when you say they're the most likely to not make the playoffs i would probably tip my cap to new jersey for that aspect just because the lack of scoring beyond taylor hall i think um yeah, i think taylor, has, taylor hall is just i mean he i mean yeah <laughs> yeah also <laughs> I, I also let's got, talk sean couturier going from a career high 39 points to 76 i mean that's unreal yeah, I think I think like you said, I think Couturier is more along the lines of a sixty-point player, and Giroux probably along that seventy seventy-five point line. However, I think the difference between a team like Philly and a team like New Jersey is I expect guys like Travis Konechny, Nolan Patrick, Wayne Simmons to chip in a little bit more. And if they do that and can solidify some healthy goaltending, uh, they should be okay. Yeah, but don't don't we also go with New Jersey and go well? I mean, obviously. Nico Heischer is going to grow. Uh, a guy like Pavel Zaka is going to grow. I mean, Pavel Zaka had 25 points. I, I think that he's better than than 25 points. And so, yeah. I, I won't disagree, but my biggest worry for them is, you know, are there rookies, especially Will Butcher on the back end, you know, is he going to have that sophomore slump? And their goaltending to me is too questionable at this point yeah the goaltend but the goaltending is question just as questionable for philadelphia um and also i will throw in the fact that marcus johansson played 29 games uh with 14 points so i mean really marcus johansson you're you're a 45 point guy around if if he plays all 82 games which is uh a huge boost to that team and especially at that center position and so i yeah, I, I think the de- you're right. That you're, I'll give you that the Devils are are definitely up there with Philadelphia in terms of, you know, it was this year an overreach? But sure, uh, we will find out. And especially as as free agency takes takes fold, and uh, depending on what happens at the draft in terms of trades, obviously this can change the face of these teams. But we do this because we want to find out. Hey, what do these teams need? And uh, and Philadelphia clearly just. I, they need to stay on on course. I mean, keep oh, growing absolutely. these younger guys and the older veterans that are on your team. They're signed forever, and so they're going to be around for a long time. And so, um, use them to help these players to grow. And hopefully, everybody can come together at the right time 
and you can be really good for a couple years and, and maybe win a cup. Okay, let's move on to the Los Angeles Kings. The Kings have all they have seven draft picks, uh, but not their own seventh round. They have the Islanders sixth round. Uh, Tory Mitchell, Kevin Gravel, and Christian Fallen, all unrestricted free agents. Uh, Tobias Reeder, an RFA, and that is it for the Kings. So, uh, obviously, the uh, the elephant in the room is Drew Doughty being a UFA at the end of next season. So, I mean, it's going to be just like Tavares until he signs. He's going to be that, like, hey, are you going to sign? Are you going to sign? Where do you want to go? Are you going to go to Toronto? Is that where you want to go? Yeah, you want to go to Toronto? No? Oh, you want to go to Toronto? I mean, that's... You know, at least <laughs> Toronto media is going to be fawning over that until he signs a deal. So uh, the yep. L.A. Kings do manage to get themselves back into the playoffs. They they were in first place for a little while in that division. And uh, where do the Kings go from here? Uh, definitely a little bit more of a veteran team. And so where should this team build from this past season? Well, I mean, I'll be honest. I think... I don't know if there's too much more you want to do with this team except for focus on getting Drew Doughty signed and building some depth uh, at the forward position. Um, I would love to see them go out and try to maybe get a nice puck-moving defenseman to put on their third pairing. Um, Yeah, how good would a Mike Green look on that team? Oh, goodness, Although it was announced that the Wings and Mike Green are, are close to a deal. And uh, they're just figuring out whether it's like a one or a two year deal. So, yeah, I think uh, I think there's some some decent young pieces here with this organization. I think, um, you know, maybe finding some veteran guys to put in here. And I have heard rumors now that, uh, um, you know, they're they're looking at the possibility of pop probably moving like a Tanner Pearson or maybe a Tyler Tufoli, one of those two guys here. Um, to bring in some assets. I'm not sure really what they would get in return. I think you would probably have to, to maybe look at um, a defenseman maybe. But other than that, I, I I just think with their cap situation, the guys they have signed long-term like Dustin Brown, Kopitar, uh, Dion Phaneuf, I, I really think you need to focus in on developing your younger guys, getting Dowdy locked up, and maybe if you can, you know, snag somebody to provide some depth uh, scoring for you up front on the you know third line, that would be great. This team is, uh, I, I think they just need to go for it, honestly. When I look at this team and I go, okay, Kopitar's 30. Dustin Brown and Jeff Carter are 33. You've got, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously an aging Trevor Lewis at 31. A player a player that plays his style game, 31 is an old player. Um, right. Not to mention a Fanuf at 33, Martinez at 30. And Jonathan Quick is 32 years old. So... I mean, yeah. this this is a team that needs to win as soon as possible, or they won't win again. I mean, I mean, this is a team that won during their window, and they maybe slipped outside of a window, but it sign a a significant player, uh, not necessarily referring to John Tavares, but maybe make a trade. I I think that you need to go and you need to look at Dustin Brown, Jeff Carter. Uh, you need to maybe move one of those guys. You need to to I th- I think infuse some some different players into this lineup. I, if you could move Dustin Brown after the season he had last year, uh, played so well with Anze Kopitar, really maybe the most significant bounce back year out of any player outside of Giroux. I mean, mm-hmm. he went from 
36 points the year before to 61. But, I mean, you're looking at a guy who it's been since 2011-12 that he had more than 36 points, and he just had 61. <laughs> so, I mean, and 20, 28 goals, which is which uh, ties a career, uh, well, is the second most in his career. Uh, but if you could move Dustin Brown, I think you need to do that. Uh, let me ask you this then. Be difficult with, with all the four years the left news? Yeah, let me ask you. With all the news of you know the the issue with Hoffman and Carlson coming out, do you think maybe you try to move a Dustin Brown for uh, Mike Hoffman and maybe throw in some younger pieces to maybe make that happen? Um, Ottawa seems as though they have no idea what they're doing, so they might accept that trade. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I think the only way. If I'm if I'm LA, I see mm-hmm. I, I just feel like you gotta look at this team and you gotta go, I don't know if we can like we maybe have one first round draft pick, like either this year's or next year's. And beyond that, I don't want to give any of my first round picks away because I don't know when this team's gonna fall through the basement. I right. really don't. I, I mean, it's hard with a team with Drew Doughty and Anze Kopitar, uh, it would be hard for this team to completely fall out, but uh, I don't know. To me, when I look at this team, I go, man, are you, like, what if Dowdy gets hurt? I mean, the, the season's <laughs> lost. Man, I, so it's, I, I just, when I look at this team, I, I it needs some infusion of new life. Uh, I think they did a great job at using, uh, in, you know, a, a different system and infusing some speed into the lineup and giving guys freedom. I think it was great. But I don't think that this team, as it stands, this core is going to go further than what they did this last year. I mean, they're they're a first round exit team at best, a playoff bubble team. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe they go make a play for a guy like. Um, shoot, why am I blanking on the name right now? Um, uh, like a Noah Hannafin or somebody from from Carolina who could maybe infuse a little bit of youth, speed, and moving the puck pretty good. I love it. I would yeah. yes, and I think that a dealing a Jeff Carter for a player like that is your. It would be a great move for both teams. I mean, Jeff Carter is. I mean, he had twenty two points in twenty seven games. He's still a very oh, he's still serviceable. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's had sixty points the last three years, over sixty points the last three years. He's been able to stay healthy, other than this year. Uh, so, I mean, I I think you could still trade him uh would his value be higher if you were able to deal him maybe later in the year maybe or next year possibly but by then he's 34 i think that move a move with carolina jeff carter would look great jeff carter would go reunite himself with justin williams Mm -hmm. and suddenly you'd have a better mix of veterans and youthful players up front for carolina uh, yeah, I I like that move. Or or even yeah. if it even if it was no, I don't think that it, you could do a Justin Falk. I think you have to do one of their younger defensemen who can no, step in and play in their top four. For, Imagine for a, Jeff a Jeff Carter between uh, Sebastian Ajo and Tara Vinen. That's fine. Yeah, I'd yeah. like that. <laughs> I'd like that. No, I don't. I don't know if yeah. And see, to me, that's your. I mean, they did it without Jeff Carter all year. So L.A. doesn't really need Carter. And in four games in the playoffs, Carter had no points. So yeah. Adrian Kempe is improving, and I think he would do just fine playing in that second-line center spot again. Yeah, and it's you can find 
a guy who can maybe step in and, and you can have, you know, three other centers outside of Kopitar kind of filling that pseudo role of the the rest of your your offensive centermen. Um, I, I really wouldn't want to see LA go after a guy like Paul Stastny or anything. I think that he's Paul Stastny to me is the biggest fool's gold in free agency right now. Because I think he's gonna get paid and mm-hmm. whoever signs him will be disappointed in about six months. <laughs> so I won't disagree with you. Uh, okay, well let's uh, let's move on from the Kings as uh, we head just across the pond over to San Jose or across the bridge or whatever it is. Uh, we move on to the San Jose Sharks who have no second round pick or third round pick. They do have Nashville's sixth round pick and then all the rest of theirs. Uh, they don't have a first round pick next year as they dealt that uh, when was what was that dealt for? I do not remember. Oh, that was um, the Kane trade. So because Kane re-signed in San Jose, Buffalo gets San Jose's 2019 first round pick. So that's where that comes from. Uh, UFAs, we got Yannick Hansen, Joe Thornton, Eric Fair, Joel Ward, and then an RFA in Thomas Hurdle, Chris Tierney, and Dylan DeMello. So uh, other than that, Evander Kane is signed for eight years, and they only have on forward two other players signed beyond this season. That's Michael Bodker and Melker Carlson, and they're signed for an extra year after this. So, so much flexibility. Um, defensively, of course, they have Brent Burns and Vlasic signed for eternity, and Martin Jones <laughs> signed until 23-24. So, this, this team is very interesting because everyone is a free agent at the end of next year. Uh, between this year and next year, I mean, you've got three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen players on forward that are free agents. That's un- that's crazy. That doesn't happen nowadays. Yeah, this is this is a situation where I think, um, like you mentioned with LA, if you're a team and you want to go for it, this has got to be the opportunity for them. I think they need to make a play, and maybe that involves you know trading a Thomas Hurdle, Tomas Hurdle at this point um, to maybe bring in a big name top six forward i'm not sure but um you know i i think like you said if if there's a time to go for it i think now it is because you know Pavelski's not getting any younger uh logan couture is going to cost you some money if you want to keep him around he's going to cost you much more than six million dollars uh he'll get ryan johansson money i feel like and then you know of course uh they don't have a ton of cap space maybe 12 ish million dollars this season so um you know, if you want to keep Tomas Hurdle, he's probably going to cost you four or five million dollars. So who knows? Yeah, uh, I mean the the other thing is that see, I just, I don't think Logan Couture is that valuable, personally. I mean, he's yeah. his career high was sixty seven points four years ago. Uh, I I just don't I don't see. It. I think he's a good player. I'd like him on my team, but I think on a Stanley Cup winning team, he's a second line player. Uh, oh, absolutely. And I, I don't disagree with you about that at all. I, I think he's nothing better than a, a really, really good second-line center. But the problem is, is when you look past Pavelski, this team does not have anybody ready to go who is a decent centerman. And I think, you know, when it comes to supply and demand, I think with the lack of supply that San Jose has and the demand that they would want to keep Couture 
around. Oh yeah, so they, they're years. definitely yeah. going to want to keep pushing. Yeah, for sure. Sorry, that wasn't me saying that they'd want to lose no, for no, sure. No. <laughs> but I think Thornton will be that. He'll he'll be back. Thornton yeah, will come I back. Think four on million a, bucks. Yeah, yeah, that's about right. Three three to four, and then I really think this team is poised to make a big push for John Tavares. I think this would be a great location for him. Uh, I I have heard his name linked with this team in more than one occasion, mm-hmm. and and I think they're really set up for it. Uh, but if if a John Tavares goes here, he's got to know that he'd come in here and have a chance to win right away. I mean that that's for sure. He has a shot to yeah. win immediately, but then it might get worse before it gets better <laughs> a year or two right. down the road. So how many of those? eight, seven years that he signs there, is he going to miss the playoffs a couple years? Or is this their, the Sharks' magic of being able to rebuild on the fly when really over the last like 20 years they've really only had a couple seasons where that were stinkers? Um, the year where they drafted Thomas Hurdle, I think they drafted him, what, like sixth over, oh, 17th overall. Oh, okay. Uh, I can't remember. The, the Sharks had one year where they missed the playoffs. Uh, in recent memory, but other than that, I mean, they they've always been competitive. They they've managed to figure out how to keep a competitive team, draft well, uh, and push forward. But yeah, I I think without a John Tavares, and so, we already know they've signed Evander Kane. This mm-hmm. team needs scoring. I mean, they have to get scoring. I mean, that's their yeah. that's their biggest issue is their lack of goal scoring. I think in net, Martin Jones is fine. He's serviceable. Uh, and defensively, I think you'll get a better year out of Brent Burns. I, I think that that really long streak in the very beginning of the season where he didn't score much. I mean, he went from 27, 29 to 12 goals. So, and that was, what, what was it? The first like 27 games, he had one goal or something like that. So, yeah. So yeah, I think I think that he's I mean, he still had sixty seven points. So over here talking about a down year for a defenseman with sixty seven <laughs> points. So I think he'll have a better year. I think they need to figure out what to do with Paul Martin. Uh, he's got one year left at four eight five. So can they move a thirty seven year old left handed defenseman? He I mean he has a no trade clause, but it's only a a six team no trade list. So shouldn't be too hard to move. Uh, even if he had to eat a little bit of that deal. They can do it. They they have both of their uh, their salary retention contracts open. Uh, he would be a player worth ditching, I think. Yeah, I think uh, I'll tell you who would look really really good with this team, and I think they could probably afford him in terms of like for instance when we talk about John Tavares, I think he would be a great fit in this team. However, I don't think this team, uh, both long term and in the short term, really has the money. Um, especially if they want to keep some of their RFAs. And, um, but I think a JVR would look really good in, on this team. Oh, sure, but they, are, they already got their JVR, and they signed Vander Kane, right? Sure, but I think you know a 6-6 six and six deal for a JVR on this team would go a long way. I think that would give them the, the goal scoring they need now. And he's still young enough where I think he's going to be serviceable for another, you know, three, four years at least of that contract where you're not going to look at him and be like, oh, this contract's killing me. Yeah, but here's the thing, Justin. I don't think he's signing a six for six. And if he does, it's in Toronto. Because yeah, that, that's going to be – that's, that's a, a discount deal for JVR in free agency. A sure. six for six. I mean, I think you need to look more at the TJ Oshie type of deal. 
What did TJ yeah. Oshie sign for? I guess he signed for like five and a half. He signed for five and a half, but he signed for eight years, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think if you're going if you're gonna go lower with him, you're probably gonna have to sign the full the full amount. Yeah, I just I after signing Evander Kane, it would be tough to justify spending a ton of money on another winger. Yeah, maybe I mean maybe you go a cheaper route and you bring in a guy like Michael Grabner who still has speed and put up twenty seven goals last year. Yeah, Michael Grabner I, I man, Michael uh, Grabner is one of those guys. Perhaps? Where you look at them and you go, eh, yeah, sure, you can play on my team. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you have no problem with him being on your team, just as long as your coach knows how to use him. Uh, he's a good player, and and actually, Michael Grabner was on the Leafs uh, two or three years ago, mm-hmm. um, but he only had eight goals. So, <laughs> so obviously, yeah, he didn't have as good of a year there as he did in New York, uh, but. Uh, yes. So San Jose, where where do you see San Jose next year? Uh, in terms of, terms of the playoff position, if if they were to go in next year with a similar team, let's assume they re-sign Joe Joe Thornton, and mm-hmm. you know they they fill out their team with some average, a couple of other average like top nine kind of guys. Yeah, I think if you know we get a better better year defensively from Brett Burns, and he's still able to put up that sort of same offensive production, um, you know you're still going to get the good goaltending from Martin Jones and Aaron Dell's there for another couple years. He'll he'll still be fine as a backup, and maybe maybe even look to move him to bring up some help up front. But um, I think with Evander Kane in the fold now here for the next few seasons, I think this team is probably, in my opinion, a number two team in that division. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I think. With that division and how weak it is, um, they're definitely still a playoff team. They're a top mm-hmm. three in that division. And uh, I I mean, really, with the way that Anaheim's trending and you look at L.A., the way they're trending, is is Vegas going to have another year like this? I, It's probably doubtful. Not that I think Vegas probably a playoff team next year, but do they absolutely run the table again? Probably not. Right, and here's the thing about Vegas, too. They came out of the gate those first 20 games and blew everybody out of the water, and you think about that. Nobody's going to be expecting them to do that again this season, and you take away you know, 10 of those wins, and they're out of the playoffs. That's true. Uh, yeah, teams will not be caught off guard by Vegas Golden Knights. So, I mean, that, and that's often what makes it difficult to be that Cinderella team that, I mean, I think of New Jersey when they made the Stanley Cup Finals or... Uh, you know, the next year teams are ready for them. And uh, I mm-hmm. think the same thing will happen for for Vegas. Uh, you might. Yeah, I, I, I still think they're in the playoffs, but uh, yeah, and, and, and they're going to make some moves and we'll get a, to Vegas. Name. We'll get to Vegas eventually for our breakdown. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. A, a name, though, who just uh, got done visiting this team was uh, Ilya Kovalchuk. Now, he he could help them in the short term, a two, three year deal. Yes. Yes. Kovalchuk would be a very so. interesting piece with this team, uh, a player that if he comes in at a decent price, yeah, I, I, he could be all right. Uh, I'm just I'd be concerned about his speed. I think he's 230 pounds at six three. Yeah, that's a that's a big boy. Um, that worked yes. five years ago. I don't know if it works now. Uh, so we'll we'll see about that. Okay. Well, our next show, uh, we will be breaking down the Pittsburgh Penguins, who first round draft pick is owned by the Ottawa Senators, but we're going in order uh, of who's the original owner of that traffic. So Pittsburgh, Anaheim, Minnesota will be our next show, and uh, that'll be coming to you tomorrow. So uh, look out for that, and uh, we hope you follow us on Twitter, at OT Hockey Talk. We tweet out a lot of things. Mostly Justin tweets out things. 
but uh, you can also follow us on Twitter if you want. I'm at Mark Paul and Justin, you're you're something weird. <laughs> yeah, I'm at Justin Baker twenty one. There you go. Okay, that's not weird. So, um, I actually a long time ago. Don't tell anybody, but I paid some guy fifty bucks for my Twitter handle. <laughs> I wanted it, and I'm glad I have it now because I get tweeted by a whole bunch of other people who think they're talking to a different Mark Paul, and it's fantastic. Okay, well, that is our show. Uh, Justin, anything to add before we sign off here? Uh, No, not at all. Okay, looking forward to the Penguins, Ducks, and Wild, and we will talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one.